All right. Um, I'm going to pray for all, all of us too. So, thank you, God. Thank you for this, for this tent of meeting, <laughs> a literal tent of meeting here. Thank you, God, for this group that's in here, God, and anyone listening right now by podcast. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to saturate our hearts and to, uh, and to do a work that's really, really deep in us, that's lasting. That's really lasting. To take us higher to a greater place of maturity in you and a more solid place uh, in believing you, God. Open our eyes and open our ears for revelation in here tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Um, what I really have felt led to talk about for a few weeks, I'll get to in a couple minutes. Uh, but it's pretty simple. It's pretty basic. It's the basics of, of why we're even here. Um, and I'll get, th- I'll get to that in a minute. Um, I also wanted to, uh, I wanted to say, I-, I wanted to get vulnerable for a minute and just say a few things, um, that God's doing in me right now. You, you go through, you ever go through those times once in a while where you, where you have like a month of just feeling tired and sick, you know, or since January, <laughs> you know, uh, I've, I've been, I've been like that. And, um, and man, I like to be on the go and I don't like to, uh, I don't like to feel like I'm not getting stuff done. And, um, that's my personality type, but, um, uh, you know, it just like a lot of us uh, since January, just like a cold here and there and throat stuff today, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, there's been a couple other funny things too. I, got, I have a contusion in my heel, you know, uh, right now because, um, I, I think I'll just stand up here and complain. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I got this contusion in my heel. It's getting better. Um, because I like, I like to break up pieces of wood for our fire pit in the backyard, you know, with my foot. And, uh, so, you know, I take planks of wood and lean them against the house at an angle. And then, you know, ugh, cause it makes me feel kind of manly. You, you get anyone else? Okay. Th- thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> and I was doing that, a cu- you know, a couple weeks ago and, uh, <laughs> and it happened to be pieces of wood that came out of an old grand piano because I'm tearing that thing apart. Um, the pieces I'm not going to use, I'm using the rest of it to make something out of. Uh, so it was these pieces, parts that I thought, oh, those are fragile. <laughs> ah! You know, really bad. Uh, I had shoes on, but it I just, I, it was a thick piece of wood. It didn't like my foot. And, um, uh, and I just, you know, I went down to the ground. Yeah. And uh doctor said, oh, you need crutches, and I have disobeyed her. So it's probably taken a little longer to heal than it's supposed to because I should have done the crutches. But just, you know, but, but I'm like, oh, God, please heal this, you know. And um, uh, and I, I know there's some obedience that needs to happen with doctors. Um, but I, I'm feeling like, okay, maybe I could, I could start walking around on this thing. And, okay, and my I had a... I had a sinusitis for like three straight weeks, plugged up ears, trying to lead worship with you guys here, and the music's all 
out of tune in my ears, you know, and just, it's like totally God. And then, uh, I think, yeah, I think I'm starting to get a little better. I'm going to, I'm coming back, baby. I'm bouncing back Sunday. And then, and then we have Karina's families over at, at Easter and our son rolls out on his little hoverboard. Have you seen those rolling things? I don't, it's, they're called hoverboards, but they don't hover. They roll rollerboards. And so, uh, he comes out there and the family's like, Oh, let me try that. Have you ever tried? Has anybody here tried those things? They are extremely sensitive. To, I mean, it's almost like brain power can move this thing for real. Cause, uh, you just barely move your right foot a little bit and, and that part will go. So you start going left and backwards. It's, it's, it's pretty neat once you get a hang of it, but you have to dismount that thing correctly. Cause it, if you, if you dismount it in a certain way, then you'll press on it and it'll keep going with you on it. And, um, and I am boasting, telling Karina's family, Oh yeah, I got this thing down. I'm good at this, you know? And, uh, and I'm showing off to Karina's twin sister, Melissa. I'm like, Miss Melissa, you got to try this. Oh, come on. Just try it. That's easy. See, <laughs> let me get off of this and show you. I, I do the wrong dismount. Bam! Backwards on my backyard, you know? And, uh, on the, on our wood floor. Roll under the coffee table. Ah! Ah! You know? And, uh, and then try to do humor because I'm embarrassed that I just fell in front of her whole family after boasting. Pride comes before a fall. And, uh, (laughs) yeah. And, um, so, you know, and then I kind of disappeared for, couple hours or something. Um, and so since then it's the foot, it's the ears, and now it's somewhere else too. And, uh, and in the meantime, I just kind of been having insomnia. So before Todd tells you anything else that's wrong, <laughs> let me just get to the point here. Um, tired, you know, I've just been really tired, kind of fatigued. Um, but little things that that I'm that I'm supposed to get done ministry wise, uh, that I that I go into, I feel I get really tender and teary, more than I normally do, and I keep I just keep hearing him go in my in your weakness I'm strong Toddy, you know, and um, and here's the cool thing, <laughs> uh, here's the cool thing, you know, um, it's the truth. It's the truth. Sometimes when we are weak and frail, uh, and just, you know, it, it, we actually get some of our own normal defenses are dropped because it's just like, oh, whatever. And actually, he can move in us a little bit better that way sometimes, you know, more tenderly, you know, our, our, our fears kind of get dropped because you're like, whatever, I don't, even, I don't even have any defenses right now. I'm too tired to have them. And I feel like God's going, oh, good. Let's do something. You know, let's, let's minister tenderly to the, the old fella at the, at the pho place, you know, and stuff like that. And even tonight, I was feeling this way, just really tired. And, um, but, oh, man, during worship, every time Sierra... And Domily were singing um, that line and that the line of the lamb. Uh, oh, I could barely even say it. <laughs> the the <laughs> the um, ah, ah, darn it. 
you know, the Lion and the Lamb song that we were singing that, and then it says, um, he's fighting our battles. Oh my gosh, something about that line in my state of being tired, um, it's really getting to me. But I'm sharing this also because I, in tonight, in feeling this way, I felt like God was saying, there's, there's actually several here that are feeling this way and I want you to pray for them. Um, so I, it's not just me. <laughs> uh, and I know all of us have busy lives, you know, but I feel like there's a few in here, several that are really feeling a bit discouraged about how fatigued you've been feeling. Um, and I'm going to make some declarations over you right now and myself included. Cool. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. In our weakness, you are strong. Thank you that deep on the inside, no matter how we're feeling, we have Holy Spirit. And with you comes the fruit of the Spirit, joy. And the joy of the Lord truly is our strength. It doesn't mean we have to constantly laugh. It just means that we're solid with joy in our heart. And it is our strength, God. You gave this to us as a free gift. Thank you. And I want to declare that that joy in us comes to the front right now and takes over while we're feeling tired and recuperating from whatever it is. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. I declare to God that discouragement will be broken off tonight. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, I declare that the blood of Jesus just saturate, saturates all of us. All of us. And you listening at the podcast right now, same for you. Just come over them, God. In Jesus' name, God, I ask that all discouragement will leave, that vibrance will come into our heart. Zeal, zeal, zeal will be ours. Even if we're in a place of needing some rest, that zeal is ours, God. Your zeal, zeal for your face, zeal for your house, zeal for what you're up to, zeal for what's next. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. I declare that we crave your face, that we crave your word, God, and that instead of turning to discouragement, we turn to you, God. We turn to your strength and your comfort, God, that this would be a season uh, for anyone going through this. It would be a season of actually just going so much deeper in you because we're learning to trust you as daddy for real, as a true father that holds us. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's hang out here for just a second. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, check this out. I'm, I'm, this is what I'm hearing, too. Um, praying in the Spirit is your friend during this. And even if you are so tired you don't you don't even want to use your vocal cords, you can do this in your heart, in your spirit. Praying in the spirit is your friend. It's it's really gonna provide a lot of a lot of um refreshing to a whole bunch of your souls. Thank you for this, God. Thank you for this. Thank you, Father. And if there's anybody in here, God, who who hasn't experienced that yet let them see it in on the inside and just go after you and pray until their spirits praying thank you god
Thank you for waterfalls over us, God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing I was going to speak tonight, I and and feeling just kind of tired, I thought, God, what if I'm boring? You know? You and I'll get you in just a second. What if I'm boring? You know? <laughs> I don't want to be a deadbeat preacher, you know? And and it's the same thing. I I heard I heard Holy Spirit just say, Todd, just stand there and let me talk. <laughs> You know, Michaela, what you got? Michaela's burning up with something going on. So, supernatural rest. God, rest for the weary, rest, 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 rest. Oh, to stop struggling, to surrender. Just grace. There's grace. Just release. I release grace. There's grace here to rest, supernaturally rest. I thank you, Papa. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are present with us where we are at. Lord, in our struggles, in our place, thank you that you do fight our battles. Thank you. And I thank you for rest. Rest. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You know, I, I wasn't going to say a lot of this, but I'm going to add something more to that. It is so important that we rest. It really is. This life is too busy. The way, the way modern day is, is it, we weren't exactly built for this. You know, the demands. We really weren't. <laughs> I mean, for thousands of years, there were no cell phones trying to get your attention every few seconds, you know, and saying, I need, I need to be heard now. That's just, that's not even the way we're built. <laughs> and just today, uh, <clears throat> this morning I was working on a project for, for, I, I'm, I'm doing a kind of a side job for another ministry. Oh, <laughs> moonlighting. No, no, I'm doing, I'm doing, um, I'm doing some, uh, what do you call it? Graphic design. Who said that? Oh, how did you even? Did I tell you that? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm doing some graphic design for for a ministry to make some extra money, and uh, worked on their project all morning, and then after hours, I went, "Wow, I left a letter out of all these designs. <laughs> one one S, I left out, you know, and um." So I went, okay, here we go again, (laughs) you know, let's start all over again. Once that was done, you know, the next thing I need to do is come here at 3.30, you know, to start setting all the stuff up for y'all and and everything. So at some point, I I sat down in in a back room, 
and just read something for a few minutes, like 15 minutes. And Karina walked in during that 15 minutes and I felt guilty that I was just sitting there. And then I came out of the room later and I said, I just took 15 minutes. And Karina goes, do you need to read that book you have? I have a book called When I Relax, I Feel Guilty. <laughs> uh, I thought when she said that kind of as a joke, but I thought, wow, why did I do, why did I just get so, we need to rest. You know, what makes us think we've got to constantly go 24 hours a day, right? And, uh, it's all over the Bible. It says to rest. I mean, our favorite Psalms, right? Psalm 23, um, it, it talks about rest. And every, it seems like every time we sing that with different, no matter what, like what the tune is of that scripture, it brings so much life when we sing that, you know? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to read a little something here about God's character, and then I'm going to jump over to talking about Jesus. Um, I know we always talk about Jesus, but I'm going to really talk about him. <laughs> Here's a little something, though, I want to read to you. Just It's a three-paragrapher, and I better put my Superman glasses on. Um, I just, it cracks me up that even in modern, modern retelling of Superman and Batman, his disguise is still this. He looks like the same dude with this on, you know? That, that one cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not me anymore. It's Pastor Brent. Um, <clears throat> this here, check this out. You might want to close your eyes for this one. Uh, when you know of God, and uh, that of has an, uh, quotations around it. When you know of God and conclude that he exists, yet his character is still a mystery to you, then it is natural to fear God. Um, it's the starting point because if God exists, then he is all-powerful, and without knowing his character, you cannot be certain how he will use that power. Uh, when you come to know... And that's the, that's the intimate word, knowing. When you come to know God and His character is no longer a mystery to you, even uh, if His ways are, it is no longer natural to fear God. Why? Because you discover His character is perfect love. This fear is evidently the scary fear. You know. um, uh, his character is perfect love, and perfect love drives out all fear. Fear is driven out because although God remains all-powerful, you have become confident that he will use that power for good and he will operate from a spirit of grace, of mercy, of forgiveness, and empowerment. So Solomon was right. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, wisdom. But John the Apostle was also right. Perfect love drives out all fear. You might start with fear, but once you have come to agreement in your spirit on the nature and character of God as perfect love, then that fear is removed and all you have left is the love you have for God. 
Fear has no place in the heart of one who has settled the question of God's nature. Let me say that again. Once again, this is not the awe and fear of the Lord type of fear we're talking about here, obviously. Fear has no place in the heart of one who has settled the question of God's nature. If it is love, then love is the all in all, and love is the only attribute we associate with the divine. That's a pretty cool thing, yeah? I think I'll put that in our email this week. Uh, that's, that's about, that's talking about God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, mentions God there, the Father. Um, I want to go over and start talking about Jesus a little bit. And, and this is what I mean by Jesus. I'm, I'm going to tell you something cool that just recently happened. In our, in our little youth group that meets in my house, the high schoolers, uh, <clears throat> it's a few weeks, it's like three or four weeks ago. Um, I just really felt I, I had a plan and Holy Spirit was doing one of these, you know, saying, actually, I want you to talk about Jesus and some of his names and why, you know, and I thought, OK, that's everybody knows that, you know, and um, and Holy Spirit reminded me that it gets muddled, you know, and um, so I just made declarations of the truth about who Jesus is at youth group. And that night was a particularly fantastic night where um, our, it, it was interesting. Our, our worship leader, a girl in our youth group, she was really late that night. And uh, it turned out she's going to be really late. So I, we didn't think she's going to lead worship anymore. But when she came in, we were, we were doing this. We were talking about Jesus's character and so many facets of it and why he is. And, um, Jesus was doing something in that room. Holy Spirit was moving like crazy. This girl, she said, I, I, I will lead worship. I'm ready. Even though we'd been going for quite a while. I said, okay. And I got on the keyboard and she said, I don't have a song. Just play. And she just started singing out and she was singing about Jesus. Holy Spirit fell on our meeting big time, big time. There's a young guy in our, our group who, who's been coming for a while and he, our culture is a little different and new for him. And he, he's, he usually kind of sits back and goes, hmm, you know, told me recently, you know, like, it's kind of new the way you guys are extravagant with your love to, to the Lord. That night, that guy in particular was the last one to get up off the floor. He was, he was, he was gone. He was getting filled up, you know. Um, and, and when everybody left the house, I hear, God talked to my heart and say, thank you for talking about my son. That's what happened in your room tonight. I love him. Uh, and, and since that night, I thought, I want to, I want to just, I want to do a little chat with you at our church about this too. This is, this is, um, this is the most unplanned message I'll probably ever do here too. In that I've just got some, some names here. I haven't even highlighted which ones I'm going to go to right now. There's a lot of Jesus. Um, but this is something all of us can do right at home and just get out a list of Jesus' names and start declaring them into the atmosphere. So I wanted to do it in the most casual way. Plus, I was tired. So. <laughs> but here's, here's a couple things I wanted to start with, though. Um, and this is what I told the youth group. I think it was really imperative to tell teenagers this because of the culture they're growing up in, but also us, for real. Um, it's 
pretty astonishing, actually, how many believers are not believing as much about the only way to get to God. It's true. It's really true. Coexist, you know? Um, coexist. You know the bumper sticker, coexist? It's good in that we need to coexist. We do. We need to get along, and we need to love on all those other religions and thought patterns and whatever. But we don't need to become that and say, well, yeah, all those are the path to God because they're not. It's just the truth. But it's come to a place in our country right now that if you say that like that, you can, you can get a lot of ridicule for just saying that. Jesus is the only way to God. So I just wanted to establish that just like we did at the youth group first. He is the only way to God. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, let's just go to John fourteen six just real quickly. Uh, Jesus answered. He's talking to, uh, to a bunch of people and says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That is a very profound one-liner right there that we, we can easily pass off as, okay, that, you know, that, that's a cool thing we hear in our Christian world. That's neat. That's cool. Oh, yeah, bumper sticker, you know. Um, nobody comes to the Father but through me. Um, but it's the ultimate profound truth. It was Jesus who said it. It's Jesus who said it, and he's no liar. Because he was God, you know. I, I, I pray over us a different kind of fear than what we just talked about. The, the awe of the Lord that Jesus and God and Holy Spirit are the same in our heart. Are the same person, yet different facets. And, and Jesus is God. And Jesus said, you know, you see me do something? I'm doing what the Father does. You're looking at the Father right here. That's what he told everybody. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. There must have been people that thought that sounded pretty arrogant where he was, you know, at the time. But nevertheless, this was the grand plan since the very beginning. We know it from the Bible. We won't go into all those prophecies right now. But, uh, but that is the truth. He is the only way. There, there is no other way. If somebody's out there saying, well, you know, I, 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 did, this, I did this Buddhist thing. And I found a lot of peace. I'm sure you did because Buddhists really know how to meditate and get rid of a lot of bad stuff. They do. We should be doing that too because we have Jesus. Think of how much more successful we'd be emptying out all that negative garbage with Jesus. <laughs> Not some dude who created a religion, but Jesus himself who is true religion. I know we don't like the word religion because of what it, it's come to mean, but, but the Bible says that he is true religion, the, the truth, you know. Um, yeah, there's also uh, Philippians 2.9 here that says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. It's referring to Jesus here. If his name is above every other name, then he's got to be the way to God, Right? So here's where I want to start with just, you know, going through a little bit of, of who he is. He is the name that's above every other name. There's a lot of names that are being said to you out there. And sometimes in here, 
and in your house that aren't good names like sick, you know, miserable, depressed. Have you ever heard these names toward you before or around you? You know, um, he is the name above those names. <laughs> he is the name above those names. Self-hatred is a big, big struggle for a lot of people. Um, it's been one for me and, and it's, I've gotten a lot of victory and still, you know, working on little fragments here and there. Uh, when that shows up though, I, 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 I try to remember and go, Jesus is the name above you, self-hatred. <laughs> I mean, he's my brother, you know, he's my brother and he is the name above all names. Leave me the heck alone. Jesus is my king. <laughs> he is the name above all other names. So he is the one true way because he is the name against above Buddha or, or Joseph dude, you know, Smith. Yeah. Um, or all those things. Uh, he is the name above all those names. We've just got to remember that. The reason I stress this, and especially wanted to at youth group, is because there is, there is a, there is a subtle turning away from that as the ultimate truth going on in our society and even in the Christian community. For real. Have you, have you seen this? Or, yeah, witnessed? It's, it's the truth. Um, so we just need to reestablish once in a while. Sometimes we need to get up in the morning and just, reestablish who we are and who he is and what is going on. Like recommit and say, this is the truth and I'm standing on it today. <laughs> Cause a lot of times, you know, we, we end up having what we call a bad day, man, that was a bad day. But if we stand on him, the solid rock, that's one of his names. Let's roll with those names. He is the solid rock. He is the firm foundation and uh that that is the start of your day you know actually you never got off of it hopefully uh even when you went to sleep um but i just wanted to i'm going to go over a few of these things i'm just going to i really i'm going to feel which ones to go to there's actually a list here of his names that's so long that we could be here till tomorrow um but check this one out i love this this is in hebrews 12:2 uh, and it says that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising shame. He despises shame. He despises shame. Okay. Anybody here? You don't have to raise your hand, but struggle with shame before? Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> Actually, I rebuke that. It's not a big one. It's one that really tries to get a lot of people, but it ain't big. Um, uh, but he is the author and finisher of your faith, meaning Jesus called your name and said, I'm the one who despises shame. You know, he's the author and the finisher of your faith. He called you by name into this whole thing. He's the one who despises shame. He's going to see to it that you finish right. Isn't that cool? He is the uh, Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Let me just say that any one of these names we can actually take and meditate on for an entire day or a week. You know? 
I'll just give you a quick lesson on how to do that, by the way, in case you're like, how do I meditate on one name for all day long? Um, we got to get quiet as often as we can, but even if we're at a busy workplace or whatever, and you just run that, that, that name through your mind and, um, run that name through your mind and say, okay, I'm going to think on that today. You are the author and finisher of my faith. And then you go out into traffic and somebody just, you know, cuts you off and you, ah, and that, and you remind yourself, you are the author and finisher of my faith. You know, you're the author and finisher of my faith. And then you get a weird bill in the mail, a big bill. And you're like, Oh my gosh, how, you know, how do I even get paid enough to, to do all these bills? You are the author and the finisher of my faith, faith, faith. I've got faith in you. And then when you do have a moment to get quiet somewhere in that day, hopefully several moments, get, just get quiet and say it slowly. Jesus, you are the author and the finisher of my faith. What it does when you say something kind of slowly like that, that's what we call meditation. Meditation is not a new age word, by the way. It was ours in the first place. And we need to do it. Meditate on the word. And just when you do that, it just it just kind of makes the other thoughts go, you know, and um, <laughs> pushes them out, squeezes them out like toothpaste. And um, it's trying to make that sound more, you know, <laughs> give it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some minty fresh. Yes. <laughs> um Thank you, God, for helping me redeem that sound. <laughs> All right. He's the author and the finish of our faith. That is Hebrews 12, 2. Okay. Um, check this out. He is the beloved son. That is one of his names, is the beloved son. Matthew twelve eighteen. Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will show uh, judgment to the Gentiles. What is judgment? It's getting rid of everything that stands away of love. So you don't have to think of it as such a bad word anymore. Because that's what it is. That's what it does. It's judging everything that stands in the way of love. Uh, yeah, he's the beloved son of God. And the cool thing is, the Bible says he's our brother. We're joint heirs with Jesus. Did you know that one? We're joint heirs with Jesus. That's crazy. I mean, that's if you really think about it, it almost sounds like, oh, maybe I shouldn't believe that because that sounds arrogant right there. But he said it. We're joint heirs with him. We get from the Lord what he gets too. And we're his beloved son and daughter with him, with Jesus. He's in us, right? We said, sure, I want you in here. Live in me. Live big in me. God's looking at his beloved son, which is right inside of here, and he loves his beloved son, which is now part of me too. Isn't that cool? Matthew 2, uh, 12, 18. Okay, check this one out. He's the bread of life. <laughs> 
John 6, 32. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father uh, gives gives you true bread from heaven. And Jesus is called the bread of life. He is the bread of life. This is why we take communion. You know, this is why we dare say these elements represent God. It's bread and it re- represents Jesus. You know, uh, here's a cool testimony. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Karina and I have been at youth pastoring for a very, very, very long time. And I don't mean just a blazing fire. <laughs> so we've been doing that here for about a decade and a year or so. But back when I was, uh, Back when I was 22, 23, uh, I was youth pastoring at my dad's church then. And, um, oh, man, we have a night that I'll never forget because we took communion that night. And I told these kids, you know, the Catholics really believe that this thing becomes the actual body of Jesus as it comes into you. And that's an awesome thing to believe because it just is. I'm glad they believe it. Whether it becomes a piece of skin or not, I'm, I, the the actual thought that it becomes him is fantastic because that's what he's that's what he's trying to pull off here, you know. So I told the kids, let's let's take communion with that in mind tonight, okay? Let's even imagine it's just becoming Jesus, and that's becoming a part of you because when you eat something, it becomes a part of you, you know. That night, these kids took communion, and as soon as they all took the bread, Holy Spirit fell on everybody. It was amazing. It was was a night of healing for these teenagers by taking communion. Isn't that cool? He's the bread of life. He sustains us. He sustains us. (laughs) Are you guys okay? Okay, thank you. Um, I love this one. He's the captain of salvation. I like Captain America. I like, I like, uh, you know, Marvel and DC comics. I really rather enjoy those things. And, um, but Captain America is one of my favorite ones. Um, I like a shield, you know, I wish I had his build. And, uh, <laughs> but I just, I like the word captain. I just like it. I like it, uh, I like it because I like the nautical stuff, all that. He is the captain of salvation. Hebrews 2, 2.10, For became him for whom all uh, are all things, and by him are all things, and bringing many sons into glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through their sufferings. The captain of their salvation. Isn't that cool? When next time he whispers to your heart, say, Aye, aye, captain, I'll do what you say. You know the instructions. Thank you. He's the captain of salvation and the chief shepherd. He's the chief shepherd. Sometimes when we go into spontaneous singing, we'll sing how he's the shepherd of my heart. You know, he is the chief shepherd. He knows how to take care of. And and we all know, you know, the Bible says that um, likens, you know, God to uh, a shepherd and that he would go out for just the one and leave all the others in the safe pen and go out and just get the one, you know, take his time to go out and just get the one. That's the way the chief shepherd is with us. Jesus, he cares for you that much. 
the chief shepherd. Isn't that cool? That's found in 1 Peter 5.4. And when the, she- the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fades not. <laughs> so he's a shepherd that's putting some bling on you. Isn't that cool? He's got a crown of glory and it's not going to fade away. Come on, chief shepherd. I love it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I want to read every single one of these, but... Oh, check this one out. He is the door. Have you ever called Jesus a door? <laughs> I love you, door. <laughs> He's called door in John ten seven. Jesus said to them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. There he is again being the chief shepherd and the way. He's being the door there. There's a lot of goodness behind that door. You know? And we also know about doors um, that actually it's a guarantee that his presence is behind the door. You know why I know that? Because the Bible says, shut the door and meet with me. That scripture's not on the top of my head at the moment. The reference. Is Daniel here? Where is that, Daniel? <laughs> yeah, shut the door and meet with me. So he's he's behind the door. He is the door. He's making a way. Isn't that cool? Also speaking, you know, of him being the way to the Father. Um, here's one that I really like. Uh, he's a faithful witness. Jesus is the faithful witness witness is it okay that i'm reading this list here okay <laughs> i know if if you're in here and you're like i i know these names right i know just roll with it baby come on because sometimes we just need to hear the same the truth that we already know and put it back in our spirit oh yeah i haven't seen jesus be that for myself because actually i've shut myself off to that truth you know um, he is the faithful witness. Revelation 1, 5, and Jesus, and from Jesus, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loves us and washes us from our sin in his own blood. I mean, in that one scripture, it gives a couple other names there. The first, firstborn from the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth. Isn't that cool? <laughs> He's the faithful witness. I I see that and I and I think this too, you know, everything that I'm doing, everything I'm up to, everything I'm struggling with, everything I'm tempted by, and everything I'm doing good, he is the faithful witness. <laughs> That's where it can get a little scary. Like, oh yeah, he's witnessing all of that. Well, it's true. He always has been. Not just upon your revelation of it. He just has been and loving you the whole time. Wanting the best for you and saying, come on over here. I'm the one who doesn't like shame. Come with me. We'll get rid of that. He's the faithful witness. He's ever present. Oh, I love this so much. Uh, 
it also calls him the good shepherd as, as, as well as the chief shepherd. Um, he says in John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives life for the sheep. Check this one out. He's the governor. Yeah, I won't say that. Uh, he's, he's the governor. Uh, yeah, I was, I was watching a TV show and there's a character called the governor for a little bit who's just not good in a post-apocalyptic situation and became the governor of people and, and he just abused that power. It was horrible. And sometimes we think of politics and we think, ugh, you know. But there is a, uh, there's a really good true governor because he governs our heart. He governs our heart. He is the governor of Matthew 2, 6. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of you will come a governor. He will rule my people. Isn't that something? Check this one out. We'll be finished here pretty soon. He's the head of the church. That is really comforting because there's a, there's a lot of us, there's a lot of us here at Blazing Fire who have come from some places, some churches where we've been hurt, sometimes by leadership. You know? And we think, oh my gosh. And, and I know people that aren't following God right now because of that. You know, and I feel for them. Although there's a part of me that wants to go, just shake them and go, you're, you don't really know God then. You're, you're, you're following a, a leader who was abusive, you know? But God is the, Jesus is called the head of the church. In Ephesians 1, 2, 22, I'm sorry, 1, 22, he's put all things under his feet and gives him to be the head over all things to the church. He is the head of the church. Pastor Brent's a cool dude, you know? I mean, he's really nice. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met, actually. Um, uh, but Pastor Brent's not the head of the church. Jesus is. Isn't that nice? <laughs> that means he's Pastor Brent's head also. You know? Oh, it's so good. Um, we all know this one. He's the I am. But that's a pretty profound statement right there. Like, I am. That's all you need to know. Because <laughs> I am means perfect goodness, perfect love, purity, you know, all things good. He is the I am. John 8, uh, 58. And Jesus said to them, verily, verily. Boy, he says that a lot, doesn't he? Verily, verily. I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. He always was. <laughs> He is the image of God, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them who, who do, wait, the God, oh, the God of this world um, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. That's God of this world, small g, of this, you know of the, the atmosphere, the not God himself. He is the horn of our salvation. He is the Holy One of Israel, Holy One of God. He is the Holy Child. He is the heir of all things. Let's go back to what we said earlier. 
We're joint heirs with Jesus. That's biblical. But he is the heir of all things. Hebrews 1, 2. Uh, in these last days, has spoken unto uh, has spoken unto us, whom he appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. That's cool. He's heir of all things. <coughs> that makes it a little easier to accept what it means to be poor in spirit. You know, because he says it's a good thing to be poor in spirit. You know, we're like, we don't want to be poor. We're not supposed to, you know, that's not, that's not what we want. We're, we're joint heirs with Jesus. He's the heir of all things, you know. But if you realize everything that his is ours, you just can sit back and go, I need more of you. That's being poor in spirit. I need more of you. You got it all. I need more. I need you. I'm hungry for you. That's what that means, being poor in spirit. I don't have all the answers, but you do. Ah, Jesus, the heir of all things. Of course, we know he's the Emmanuel, God with us. The very face of God in the face of Jesus with us right here. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Um, yeah, check this out. Acts seven fifty two says he is the just one. It didn't say he's, he's just one. <laughs> he is the just one, meaning he is all fair. The cool thing is there's another place that Song of Solomon says he's all fair too, but that's actually talking about his appearance. He's the fair one, my fair one. But here he, it, it's referring to him being completely fair. How many of us, including myself here, have shaken our hands at God at times and said, this is not fair. Why did you do this to me? Am I the only one in this room who's... Okay, thank you. Thank you for your honesty, Russ and Matt. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <clears throat> it's so funny that we do that. I mean, it's kind of not funny, but it is funny in a way. That we do that, and, and he is the just one. He ain't never done anything bad to us. He's always good all the time. It's the truth, you know. We sing it, we sing it in a gospel way. God is good all the time, you know. It's, but it's true. It's true all the time. Like every second, he's good. So when we feel like he's not being fair, or not being good, there's, he's up to something. He's working on a greater story. Just roll with it. You'll see. You'll see the outcome. Trust in his goodness. Trust that he is the fair one, the just one. Uh, king of saints. I didn't even know he was called the king of saints until I started going to the vineyard way back in the earlier 90s when we were singing that song. You guys remember? Any vineyard people here? Who should not fear thee? Who should not glorify thy name, O Lord? Only you are holy. All the nations shall come and worship before thee. Wait. The King of Saints. Is in that. It's called King of Saints. That song is called King of Saints. Somewhere in that song is the word King of Saints. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
<laughs> Hallelujah to the King of Saints. There we go. Right on. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> He's the King of Saints. Revelation fifteen three, and they sing to the, the sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, "Great and marvelous are thy works." Hey, there's that song. Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, King of Saints. I think we'll sing that next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we will. Because mm, I'm, I'm feeling that right now. <laughs> Woo! Uh, all right. Here's one. Here's one that you may not want to hear. Man of Sorrows. Man of sorrows. Well, okay, how can that be? I thought when we go to heaven, there's no more crying, no more pain, right? But here's the deal. He's the firstborn from the dead, and he did that so he could take on our stuff, you know? And he bore our sorrows and grief. He felt it all, which is why the Bible calls him this. Isaiah 53.3, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. It's not fun for the heart of him who took on our sorrow and we just turn around and go, ah, fooey on you. You know? Man of sorrows. Cool thing is, we're all going to have a big wedding. And I think that name for him will change at that point, you know, because we're all his family's together. <laughs> this also, this this word, this name, Man of Sorrows, kind of reminds me of that movie Inside Out. You guys see Inside Out? Yeah. Anyone not see Inside Out? I don't want to do any spoilers here. Well, yes. There's... um. Let me just say that in that movie, it, excellent, excellent movie about what goes on in our emotions and our brain activity. Um, uh, but in the movie, you do see where um, sadness actually does play a part in, in the story, um, which cr- creates some of the better part, you know? And, um, and that's what this makes me think of. Because we think of Jesus and, and we think he, he's got to be 100% all joy and power for us. Um, but the man of sorrows, ooh, I can't, I can't have that. No, it's, it's him taking on your sorrows and it's him wanting you back. It's him wanting us back. Wanting us back. What is it? Paul Manwaring says, um, says the whole point of the Bible is that God wants his kids back. That's a pretty profound statement to wrap up the entire Bible, but it's true. He is the mediator. Check that out. Have you ever had a fight with somebody and you're like, you're not going to see my point and you're not going to see yours. We need someone to be in between so we don't kill each other. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mediator. First Timothy 2.5, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men. The man Jesus Christ. Why would that even be, do you think? Because... 
without what we know as our salvation through Jesus, um, we might become like some in days of old before Jesus who shook their fists at God and, and, um, and had to follow certain rules and felt like this is the only way to you is if I, you know, slaughter a lamb that has no spots or something like that. An offense comes, you know. God saw to it that we needed this mediator. This was his plan. He's like, we're going to change things up a bit here. Even though I am the same yesterday and today and forever. It's always been my plan. So he's the mediator between us and God. He's the, which means basically he's the reason we can go to God, just like we said in the very start of this, you know? All right. Um, he's the Messiah. He's the mighty one. He's the mighty God. He is the Lord of Lords. We all know this. He is our Passover. <laughs> purge us. This is a uh, first Corinthians five, seven purge, purge out there for old heaven, uh, or, or I'm sorry, old leaven that, that you, would be new lump and you would be unleavened for even christ our passover is sacrificed for us he's the prince of life prince of kings he is the prophet even the quran quran uh refers to jesus as a prophet huh interesting in fact from what I understand, the word love is, is only in the, in the Quran in reference to the prophet of love, Jesus. <laughs> Which might explain some behavior we've seen. Um, because, we, because we, they need love and they need our love. They need our love. Um, he's the resurrection in life. He is the rock. He's the root of David, the rose of Sharon. Song of Songs 2-1. I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley. Isn't that cool? Sharon was a place. Rose of Sharon. When I was a kid, we sang a song that said that, and all I could picture was somebody putting a rose on some woman's name, you know, dress, whose name is Sharon. And there was a lady in our church named Sharon, so I always picture her wearing a rose on, you know, like, oh, the rose of Sharon. I really did. My... Yeah, have you remember that old song when the roll is called up yonder? When the roll is called up yonder, when the um, my my dad's mom, my grandma, she she used to get song lyrics mixed up all the time, and she sang them for years really loud in church. And she was she was singing that loud in church when the roses crawl up yonder. She was. That's what she thought it said. I mean, into her old age, she thought that. I don't know why somebody didn't, you know, help her out there, but. <laughs> In the very beginning of the Bible, it calls Jesus the seed of woman. Because this is a foretelling that God is going to come through a human being. Isn't that cool? Seed of woman. Uh, son of the blessed. Shiloh. <laughs> All right, I'm going to wrap this up. Let me just see if something else sticks out here. He's the true vine. John 15:1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husband man. Yeah, husband man. Karina's never called me her husband man. 
That's what it says. <laughs> he's the truth. He's the witness. He's the word. He is the word. He, he's the son of the highest. Uh, he is the word. Karina was just um, relaying to our, our college age group the other night, uh, you know, this passage that says, be, be, be doers, not just hearers only of the word, you know? And when you think that he is the word, you're like, that means I'm going to, I'm going to be and do Jesus all day long. I'm going to be, I'm like, I'm going to be his actions. You know, I'm not going to just hear, Oh, his name's Jesus, but he's the word and I'm supposed to do the word. So I'm going to go out and, and be his arms and be his heart to people. I'm going to go get pho and be his heart to some guy who's grieving, you know? Um, yeah, he's the word. There's so much more to this. But I just feel his delight in just declaring the truth about his son and his names. I want to like give a little homework assignment to all of us to to um, Google, you know, some of these names of, of Jesus. Do a little study, or just go straight to your Bible and and, and do a little harder search for it. Um, and find these names. There's a lot more than I just read here. And find these and meditate on them. Truthfully, we could spend every day of the year meditating on one of these things. You know, can you imagine 365 days of just meditating on the the character and the aspects of Jesus and why he's named certain things and until finally we're like, I know him this way. 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 There's no escape from love. Isn't that cool? <laughs> this, is, this is why the, the Lord wants us to meditate on the word and on the truth. Bless you, Susan. <laughs> Sorry, last time I mentioned Susan's name, I preached too. Uh, anyway, I, can I pray over us? And then, um, is there a ministry team for tonight? Uh, uh, maybe we can get some some music rolling, Patrick. Some cool, like you got. Hey, everybody, listen to Bethel's new album. Have it all. Have you heard this thing? Get that thing. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Check it out. Bethel releases this album like three weeks ago, number one on all of iTunes. I don't mean in the Christian section. Number one on iTunes for three days straight. Then it dropped down to number three for two days, dropped down to number five. That's amazing for a worship album to be over, you know, Adele. And I love that song, Hello. Okay, I mean, that's that's a powerful song, Hello. Uh, but this album... People are hungry, you know, and there is some really good stuff on this thing. There's a, um, I, I'll just share it with you one of my, one of my, I, my two favorite tracks are the two spontaneous tracks on there. And if you heard me lead worship, you're like, well, no wonder, duh, because Todd does that. But, um, but oh my gosh, I love it because I love, I love the freshness, you know, I love, you know, downy soft. Uh, I, I just, I love when people just get, you know, something right on the spot. And, uh, and, and there's one called sweet praise, they called it, you know, and, and there's not even that many words in that one, but there's this sweet violin going on and it's all spontaneous. And after a while with this violin, then the drums come in, you know, and, and then it goes back to just the, the violin. I'm like, 
But man, there's some really good songs on there. Son of God by Corey Asbury. Oh, goodness gracious. Some really good songs. The title is called Have It All, meaning have it all. (laughs) You know, there's a big, there's actually a a human heart, a gold human heart on the front of this album. And I, I saw online a couple forums and Christians are like, that's gross and weird. That's demonic. It's, it's a heart. Demonic? I did. I saw someone say that. I'm like, are you kidding me? There's, it, that's we, then you have a demonic heart because, you know, no, it's saying, it's saying, take all of this, all of me and this thing that causes me to live, have it all because you give me life. You know, anyway, I didn't mean to stand here and like do a commercial for worship album, but, um, anyway, I want to pray. Holy Spirit, we love your presence. We love how you are the one who reveals Jesus to us. And I ask you, God, I ask you, Holy Spirit, reveal this man as a beautiful, beautiful man, Jesus, to us. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would reveal to us his eyes. Jesus, let me see your eyes. Let me see your eyes. And I ask God that all of us listening will regard Jesus as our brother and our salvation at the same time. Our joint heir and the reason that we are saved. The reason that we have God. The reason that we get to enjoy freedom from sin. Redemption from sin. I am asking, Holy Spirit, that you would cause these names of yourself, Jesus, to just pound through our hearts, to just pound through our hearts in the coming days until we're just so fascinated by this. We've got to, we've got to hear more. We've got to, we've got to memorize these names that you have, Jesus, and it just becomes a part of our life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus for being our advocate, for being our our brother, for being our friend. Thank you for being our covering and our good shepherd, our chief, cornerstone, our solid rock, and our Captain America. Thank you so much, Jesus. You're better than Captain America. You are the captain of our hearts. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. And you know, just for about a minute, let's just just tell him, Jesus, I really do love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, and I have gratitude in my heart to you. Thank you for appearing like one of us so you would understand, that you would feel what we feel. Thank you. What an amazing, humbling thing to do. Man of power. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you, Jesus. I just, I'm hearing this, that for some, just saying I love you out loud is a, is a funny feeling. But you know what? If you, if you just allow yourself to even go past the uncomfortableness, this might just for be for one person in here. I don't know. Um, 
But if you allow yourself to go past your comfort zone and just say it, I love you, even if you think, well, I'm not feeling it yet, just say it's the it's a truth. I love you. Your spirit loves Jesus, whether your head is feeling it or not. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And it starts to break something in the atmosphere. It really does. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love that you are the arm of the Lord. <laughs> I love that you're the apostle of my profession. <laughs> I love that you're my branch. Isaiah 4.2, I love that you're my bread of life. The captain of my salvation. I love you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus, that we get to experience your nature. And as Todd was sharing, I kept hearing, um, he's your ever-present help in time of trouble. Psalm 46. And I didn't ever experience that until maybe several years ago when I lost someone close to me. And I was grieving and grieving. And I felt like, okay, it's time to move on already. And uh, Jesus just took my face. And he, he just put his hands on my on my face like this. And he looked me in my eyes and... He stayed with me in my grief, and he cried with me. Todd talked about being a man of sorrows. And and so that was the first time I really experienced that he is my ever-present help in time of trouble, that he's, he's willing to stay present with me when I'm hurting. So I pray, just as Todd said, that you would truly experience whatever part of nature that Todd talked about, um, being the shepherd of your heart, being... Uh, victorious for you, whatever you're facing right now, that you would experience that part of Jesus, that it would, wouldn't be words on a page, but that your heart would know that he is present with you and uh, that he is the shepherd of your heart. Thank you, Jesus. So thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing this man, Jesus, to us, to our hearts. Thank you for being the shepherd of our heart. I, I, and I and that one in particular, I just ask for us to all to get really great visuals of that. Thank you, God. So be it. Amen. It's time to get those kiddos. Bless you guys. If there is a ministry team that's on, come on up. We love you guys. Greet somebody in the name of Jesus. Ha, ha, ha.